Ladies and fellows, men, welcome back to another episode of the No Script Podcast. It's your boy B Rack, Dan Dutton, alongside with me. It's good, bro. Man, I miss hearing you say that. It's been too long, dude. I know, man. I, it's just fault, faults on both of our parts, man. Just you know this hiatus that we're going through. Plus, I got some shit going on, but it's nice just to go through this. This little intro, the routine, dude. It's I I need this normalcy back in my life. Yeah, yeah, we both got some stuff going on, but it's gonna be back. It only took us what? It took us six months to to fall back on our uh, New Year's resolution of staying consistent. Yeah, man. Hopefully, no one is uh, keeping up with that or <laughs> holding us to that degree. Like, yeah, we definitely forgot about that shit. But I think the last time we talked was. Uh... What, what what were we talking about? Uh, we were Our last episode was with Ty, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We were talking uh, fitness with Ty. Um, I thought that episode came out pretty well. So if you guys did miss our episode with uh, Ty, where we talk fitness and he gives his little origin story about uh, how he started and and where he's at in life right now, like definitely give give that a look, give that a listen, and share it. I think it's a really good episode. Along with the other previous episodes we've done in the past, we talk a lot of basketball on here just because at the time, uh, that's the main thing that's been going on. And I think previous to Ty, did we do – it was Foster and then basketball, or did we do basketball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's how it went. Okay. So yeah, I think so the last some, – Some previous – last few episodes were good. Yeah, I thought the last few episodes were great. Yeah, yeah the the fact that we have guests on and it's it's a lot more refreshing – uh, to have different people. Uh, and, and we, we just know quite a few people that are either like starting their own business or they're, <coughs> excuse me, pretty like self-made. Uh, yeah. Dan said disclaimer before we even like started, uh, I'm still trying to get over a sickness. So I'm trying my best to mute myself in between, but I might not be quick enough. Yeah. So you're, you're just man hawking up a lung. If it's too bad, we'll try to edit it out. But if not, I'll try to cover the dead silence. If I ask him a question, he says nothing. I'll know what's going on. We'll just replace my calls for like a bicycle horn or something. Make it a little more entertaining. <laughs> we'll put that fake call from middle school. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the last basketball conversation we had was, were we giving our, it was either our first or second round predictions of the NBA playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought we <clears throat> we uh, pretty much knew who was going to be in the finals. I think we were at that point. Did we predict it? I know I I did not predict the Boston one. The Boston one, you know, I I had either Miami or um, uh, Philly uh, just because they were playing so well. And Milwaukee, I think after because I know we had conversations after. Um, like first round games, Chris Milton went down. So I didn't really see Milwaukee making it out. Uh, the Nets got swept. So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so happy for that. We'll talk. I know we talked about what we're going to get into. And when we get to the legacy, I'm, <laughs> that's part of what I'm going to talk about. But we did talk about after because I first I had either Boston or Milwaukee, but I had favored in Milwaukee and then they had those injuries. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, all right, well, Boston was my fallback because I definitely didn't want to see Philly win. I definitely didn't want to see. You just didn't want to see James Harden win. Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. 
Okay. You just didn't want to see. I didn't want to see KD win either. So forget both them dudes, and they both lost. Bums. So uh, for anyone that was keeping up with the NBA Finals, uh, we all know Steph Curry and them boys, Golden State Warriors, four four time champs again for that trio. Actually, quad if you want to count Andre Iguodala because he's been there since the beginning too. Um, yeah, getting that fourth ring, first one at, since uh, Katie has left. So, w- what do you think this does for Steph's uh, overall legacy and how he's viewed? Well, like, just overall, like that series, I think the boys are just too much for for the young guns to handle. And I think prior to this ring, I think Steph would go down as one of the best point guards, just because my man could pull that thing from anywhere. On the court, it's you mean I've you've never seen anybody pull like that consistently and be able to make it and be such a hard person to guard. So he has to be in the conversations of top point guards. I think the issue that a lot of people have was like his size and and being able to play defense. But then this series, he showed that he his defense has been like underrated. He's he kind of you know I always like man, I don't play no defense. But I don't know if it's been me having a blind eye to it or him more recently deciding that like he was gonna like put a little more effort in on him. But I definitely seen him put more effort in on his de- on the defensive end recently. I, so I think he's he he's gotta be top five point guards of all time. Definitely not the top ten player maybe. Yeah, I think most people will have him at least like a top five point guard. Um <clears throat> a lot of people are still skeptical to put him put him above magic, which I totally understand. Uh, I think most people are putting him above John Stockton and Isaiah Thomas and stuff. I've seen other arguments that are, are like, well, Steph's not your traditional point guard. And mm-hmm. I kind of like, I, I don't know how I feel about that statement whenever I hear it. Cause it's like, you'll hear the same thing with Allen Iverson. It's like great point guard. one of the best uh, pound for pound players, you know, just due to his size, but it's like they're, they're listed at point guard. Like that's, that's just like, what they played when they were in probably high school and college and what they're listed as like to me, like just the way that they play should be irrelevant, like to the position that it says that they are, you know, like they're just like, Oh, these are shooting point guards. Okay. Well, they're not, they're not shooting guards they are the main person that's bringing the ball up to court and get generating the offense or facilitating it, or it revolves around them. Like, so, you know, for me, He's, <laughs> excuse me, de- definitely top two point guard. I didn't, I didn't see Magic play, but you know, Magic's got, I think, five rings. He's like five and two in the finals or something like that. Um, I think three or four finals MVPs. I don't know, but he's just the accolades alone and just being part of the whole Lake Show vibe put puts him mm-hmm. above Steph. Yeah, and. I- I know, like, they say, okay, you just said that Steph isn't, like, a typical point guard. What if, like, the league isn't, you say typical, like, but that's what it used to be. Like, that's not, like, most of these players aren't typical anymore compared to, you know, however many generations ago you would expect, like, your point guard not to be your scorer but your playmaker. So, it's like, now there's a lot more point guards that are score-first point guards than pass-first point guards. It's not that you think it would, like, the best point guards in the league right now, you're not thinking of any point guards that are pass first. At least I'm not. 
Yeah, I think the I think the last true distributor style point guard is Chris Paul. And yeah. and even now, because he's transcended a you know a couple decades, uh, he he can definitely put the ball on the floor and, and get you a bucket. So there's times where I think when he knows he's hot or he's like got a matchup uh, in his favor, he's definitely gonna go for that bucket now as opposed to maybe when he he was with the Clippers, you know that pick and roll you got Lob City you could throw it up to DeAndre or a Blake Griffin. It's a little different. Yeah, but a lot well, Lob City they had some crazy highlights of them dudes. They was they had some wild alleys over there, but yeah, that's the only that's the last person I could think of. I think I'm like you have like guards who can't really score. Like when Rondo is the height of his powers, like he was a pass first. Mm-hmm. And true, uh, I think like Schroeder when he had his great year, he's not much of a scorer. He I think he's fast pass first. But yeah, when you think like that, I'd say top point guards in the league, they're they're all they're all scorers too. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a different style of basketball right now. But as you far as how... like also with his like <clears throat> legacy. You know, Steph's legacy. You got to think about maybe not him himself, but the team he was a part of being the best season team of 73 wins or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, And then also being part of one of the teams that changed, like, the game of basketball. Like, now everybody's chucking threes. Everybody's pulling from deep. Like, he, him and Clay were, like, the first ones to, like, shoot at such a high clip of three-pointers. Mm-hmm. You never seen it. Like you'd see players shoot, and that's all they did. But you never seen like a team's game plan revolve around trying to get the ball to two people to shoot threes the entire game, damn near. So like they changed the game. So he has to get, you know, saying some some props for for changing the game. There's not too many people, not too many teams, too many people have altered how the games played and you know the history of the game. And this is why you can't really have a conversation to the casual fan or someone that really hasn't uh, watched the games in depth. Um, a lot of people will say, like, you know, Steph, you know, destroyed or ruined basketball because, you know, now you got AAU kids just chucking up threes and, you know, this, that, and the third. You got guys like Trey Young that a lot of people are trying to say he's Steph 2.0, which, you know, let's, let's stop that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the thing is, is when you watch Golden State play, it they put up a lot of shots, but it's always flowing within the offense. You know, like Draymond, as much as you hate <laughs> as much as you hate Draymond, he does orchestrate a lot of that off offense. So those frequent three pointers that Steph and Clay get up, it's it's all by design. You know, as opposed to, you know, maybe when Trey Young uh, pulls up from deep, or even when Damian Lillard does it, you know, da- Damian Lillard's doing it solo. He's not mm-hmm. getting the pick, or he's creating space on his own. He's got he's got a bag, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, same thing with Trey Young. Trey Young just be pulling it from the parking lot out of nowhere, and he'll do it just out- outside of the the system, just on his own accord. So that's why I think it's different. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like there's why I said like I didn't want to say just Steph changed it, but like their team, like the way they play team ball and the way they move the ball as a team, like was just always crazy to watch. Like they would, I mean, there's handful of like, uh, you could find like those clips of like Clay being one pass, like he's wide open, Steph getting it and him thinking 
Steph's going to pull because Steph's open too, but Clay's even more open. Either one would have made the basket, but they're like, that's like, they're not selfish. So he makes that one extra basket to the wide open, his boy in the corner wide open. And I've seen the one where Clay turns around because he's expecting Steph he to He puts his hands up. It. Yeah. And then he gets hit with the ball. Like, like you know, so they, so their ball movement's crazy. So that's why I say as a team. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like, you even got like the complete opposite of remember when Houston was ch- like James Harden was just chucking threes, Eric Gorms chucking threes. Mm-hmm. Like there's like there's was like I watch a couple of their games just so I get hate on it, and I, rightfully so. It was so hard to watch. It's just it, James Harden just dribbling, dribbling, dribbling like like he's a a my player at the park, left, right, left, yeah. right, left, right. Get a little space, throw up a jump shot. It was. And and he does have a cra- like at that time he had a crazy bag. He he was one of the best at creating space from that distance. Um but yeah, when you watched Houston play, it was like James Harden would be doing so much dribbling and creating space, he would draw a double and it would just be like one pass to the open guy Eric Gordon and like that would be that would be the extent of their offense and how they got so many threes. And like yeah, that's it wasn't as pleasing to watch. Because it was just James Harden either dribbling his ass off and then shooting, or drawing the double team and then just like, oh, one pass and then it's in the air. So it's like, okay, I'd rather watch Golden State move the ball and get that same open three. Yeah, it just looks better, and obviously it works better because Houston didn't do anything and the Warriors just won another ring. So yeah, absolutely. So um, the big the big talk with Steph. Winning this one without uh, KD is now all that talk of, well, you know, Steph won that that first one in 15, uh, but there's always arguments of, well, a lot of people don't think Golden State win that if uh, Kevin Love doesn't get injured in the series before, I think, against Boston, and then Kyrie goes down uh, in overtime in game one. Um, and then, obviously, Andre Iguodala is the finals MVP because of the way he kind of he didn't lock up LeBron, but he definitely made life a little bit more difficult. LeBron still got his points, but they weren't as efficient as he was the first three games where he was dropping like 45 a game. Um, you know, so a lot of people were saying, well, is Steph really that guy? You know, he's recognized as one of the best shooters in the league and in uh, NBA history, but, you know, you know, he didn't win the finals. And then, you know, Kevin Durant comes along. Yeah, Excuse me, we'll, Kate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I thought you were going to be paused for a little longer. No, uh, K- KD comes along, and he even said he he loved the way that uh, Golden State played basketball. He said, "Well, was what was one of the reasons you wanted to leave? Well, I want to play basketball the right way." And he saw how the offense flowed and things were being facilitated, and you know the ball didn't stick uh, on an island with one person. Even though with KD, it can happen, but you know, I'd rather have KD shooting that thing, you know, than than Russell Westbrook. So, but uh, yeah, a, a lot of people will say that team was a super team, and I think they're right to say that. You got two two of the best shooters of all time. You got one of the most efficient scorers and probably a top two player in the league. Same team. Like at that point, you're just expected to win, and it's just like, okay, how many at that point? Mm-hmm. Dude, I think <laughs> like, I think that has to be one of the best teams put together. I mean, it, even though you give me that team in 2K, it's a wrap. 
Like they're just they have so many options. Is is crazy. Like I, like you said, I think Clay and Steph probably go down as one and two as the best three point shooters of all time. Like even though I loved Ray Allen, Ray Allen's shot was was I loved watching his shot, but like Clay's automatic. Like when he's going, I know he's had like a rough comeback, but he still shows up. And Steph is just, I mean, I don't honestly, he's kind of cheating. I think his arm is semi-bionic or something. It's but. it's because of uh, the resume that they built. Like even though Clay, like, and I just, I just hate, I hate the the flack that he gets sometimes. It's, but bro, the man didn't dribble or play a single lick of basketball in almost a thousand days. Yeah, a thousand days, and did and didn't even really fully come back until the NBA playoffs. Like, get them at a break. Still like, a he, threat. He's still a threat. Yeah, because of what he's accomplished up to this point, he's still a threat. Yeah, I mean, he has he has accolades. He has records of threes in a game. That that game where he had, like, so many points and dribbled, like, ten times. That's like, unheard of, bro. It makes no sense. So he, they definitely have to go down as one and two. And then KD, as much as I don't really like him, like, I think he's soft and multiple reasons why. Mm-hmm. That we can get into when we get to the legacy part, but he still has to be one of the most deadly dudes on the court. He's damn near seven feet, can handle the ball, can move like he can, I guess, fast and as agile as he can move and can score from anywhere. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, his stature and how he can move and score, he has to be one of the best, like, the, one of the biggest threats. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, a, their team was a cheat code. And to go, to go back to what to your, to what you were saying about Steph as far as, um, you know, especially in his early years, known as a defensive liability. Well, I think what most people were trying to do, they were definitely trying to um, wear him down a little bit more. So forcing him to play defense. So they would involve him to pick and roll a lot. So you can see from 2015 to what he is now, he's definitely bulked up. So he knew like, okay, you guys are going to force me to be a defender. Not only did he put in the effort, to play good defense, but to build his body up to handle that type of physicality. <laughs> yeah, that's what great players do. They they uh, find their weakness and they work on it. You know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons ain't working on it. Trash still can't shoot. Steph got in the gym, put on some muscle so he can get beat up a little bit and be able to handle it. Ben, ben Simmons still recovering from back surgery, man. Fucking, I don't know what's up with dude. I, I mean, I hope he comes back because he definitely has the skill set to be a top player. It's just yeah, he the does. mind's not there. Yeah. But, yeah, but, that, uh, that, that team with KD. So, it went with their four. It went Iguodala got the the first finals MVP for air quotes, playing deep, like blocking up LeBron, playing better defense. Sure. Um, Locked him KD up. and KD, he, he went back-to-back finals MVP. Mm. And then now Steph got his finals MVP. I honestly thought he should have got it the first time, anyways. But um, yeah, yeah, because he still averaged like twenty five, five and five. But yeah, and like with like what your boy Skip would say, that he don't show up in the finals, but and and he can't carry a team himself. Well, I think this was his like, all right, man, like this is the year that he was. They were without Clay most of the season, and yeah, he still balled out. And kept that team, you know, high seed. 
than in the playoffs. It, he maybe he had a, a rough game in the playoffs here or there, but he still showed up. So I'm I'm gonna get into one thing about uh, Skip. The, so today on Undisputed, uh, he was basically talking about the the question was which which uh, stent of LeBron was like at at the height of his power. So you either chose uh, first stint Cleveland, LeBron, Miami, LeBron, uh, second, second stint Cleveland, LeBron, or Lakers, LeBron. And Shannon goes into the reasons why he thought uh, Miami, LeBron was the best all around LeBron. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't just a particular game. It was like the total body of work. So all years, ups and downs, doesn't matter. So Shannon gives his reasons why, valid reasons and stuff like that. And obviously he recognizes that he had a meltdown in the first finals go around and, uh, you know, got uh, blown out by a series, uh, NBA final series margin uh, by the Spurs in 2014. So they they recognize that. But, uh, (coughs) excuse me. So when it goes over to Skip, okay, now the question was which version of LeBron was the best, right? All Skip did was give a rebuttal of why that the Heat version of LeBron was not the best LeBron. And then when he finally got done bashing him for about 10 minutes, he went in to say uh, second – Second sent LeBron from uh, 15 to or, yeah when he came back the second time from 2015 to 2000 what 18 was the best version of LeBron. He's like, and I keep telling you uh, those first three games against the Warriors in 2015 games one two and three where he averaged like I don't know 40 something 10 and and eight or something like that was the best games LeBron ever played and blah blah and it's just like bro you. One, you gave him credit for a version of LeBron that I personally don't think is the best. And you only, like, based it off of literally the first three uh, finals games of that stint. Of that just stint, sorry. <coughs> Man, it's going to be a struggle, bro. Um, and, and same thing, like, when he was, like, dissecting LeBron's years in Miami, it was like he was picking particular quarters or particular moments over like a four-year stretch and i'm just like bro what is this guy what is this man's deal bro like i just don't get it yeah yeah (laughs) professional hater bro yeah because i mean when you look at it you have like miami was the miami lebron i love watching miami lebron like those are like some fun basketball times but then he had those like where he he had that one year where he went into villain mode and was like you know Always like being super serious, but then you know he's playing, with, he, yeah, he's playing with his boy, so it, it lines up. Which I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when they first they were like, he can't shoot. When he was a Cleveland, he can't shoot. He's terrible. And then he went there. He I think he worked on his, his jump shot. Was able to shoot better. And you got great highlights from that. And then second stint Cleveland, you probably have the best like playoffs performance of all time. I mean, you're down three one against the best team of all time, and I mean, bro, came back and won. Hey, like that's like when I see those highlights every now and then, I'll see those highlights of like uh, red uh, on like Instagram, and it's crazy. Like, that's a crazy, crazy you know stretch of games there. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, mean, I would I, say my favorite title, the, the Miami LeBron. I feel like the Miami. Was, I got. I gotta go with Miami LeBron, yeah, dude. Like it was, was like more dominant and everything. It was because when he got there, he was. Let's see. Uh, he got in the league in eighteen years old in 03. So fast forward to twenty eleven, eight years later. So he was like twenty six, going on twenty seven. Like that was, Mission. yeah. To me personally, the most athletic and uh, most nimble LeBron. He can cover at that time one through five because there wasn't any crazy, crazy bigs. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's like he tried harder on defense back then too. Yeah, like he could play the passing lanes. Um, I, I think Shannon brought some good points of, you know, Derrick Rose's MVP year. I think when they played in the Eastern Conference Finals and stuff, like uh, I think D Rose had a good like first game and whatnot, and then I think LeBron took the defensive assignment uh, on D Rose for the rest of the series, and uh, D Rose wasn't as efficient. And then I think the same thing when they uh, won against the Spurs in 2013, that <coughs> excuse me, Tony Parker wasn't as efficient uh, after LeBron took responsibility to guard him for the rest of the series. So, yeah, I mean, Miami LeBron is just – he's just a different beast, man. Matt Mass LeBron was something else. Yeah, and they hated – didn't they tell me he couldn't wear that black mask anymore, that carbon fiber mask? He got to wear it one time. So then they made him go back to clear. Yeah, bro, he's cheating, bro. That's nonsense, dude. But that was – those are those are my favorite, favorite basketball times, I think. I mean, yeah, he's guarding Tony Parker, and that's how like versatile he is in that series. He goes to guard Tony Parker, then he has a like huge block. I don't say huge because I don't know if it was like a big part in the game, but it was like a big block where I think Tiago Splitter was about to just come in and just yam it, and he just met him at the rim, blocked him, and just head on. Like so, now you got your <clears> man Tiago going against Splitter. yeah a center. It's okay, the point he's a center. That man barely got the rim, bro. but he's big. And then he's guard he's guarding like their small player, their point guard. Like he's fast enough to heal with him and big enough to block that dude at the rim. It's point. Okay, I'm not saying Splitter was that guy because he's not. And never Bro, was. Col- Kobe blocking Yao twice in the same game is more impressive than what LeBron James did. Argue. What's up? What you say? I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue. It's it's like, okay, cool. It's, it's, Tiago cool. Splitter barely. Tiago Splitter barely even got off the ground, bro. He was just big just to be big. Yeah, but the, the it point was irrelevant was he's size. big and strong. So he is strong. I, my point was he's strong enough bro, he to block somebody of that strong, size. bro. He was dunk on you. Bro, that man's soft. Yeah, I'm also 5'11". I'm not 6'8". <laughs> 270 like LeBron. Like... He was, he's bigger than, he was bigger than LeBron. All right, man, whatever. You can have that one, I guess. Yeah, I will. It's like six, he's like almost seven foot tall. So before this becomes a whole LeBron episode, we'll get back into the legacy talk that we were talking about. So as far as what this does for for Steph, because this is the most recent, uh, recent news, is that, oh, now this validates that Steph did not need Kevin Durant to be able to win another title and stuff like that. Like, it's hard for me to say if that's like totally true or not. I feel like they, they both benefited from each other, but you know, obviously no one's going to give a shit what 
me and you say, but a lot of the sports writers and, you know, maybe people in the, uh, the NBA hall of fame already already thinking like they, they hold Steph in a higher regard than if he didn't get this title, because, you know, when he does eventually enter the hall of fame and by damn, he got three titles, but his last two were because the second best player in the league uh, was recruited to go to that team. So it's viewed a little bit differently now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now they say like, look, he didn't need KD, KD needed him. But I agree that they like, cause I don't think they win both without KD. I mean, I, KD and them and OKC had the Warriors down three, one. Mm. And then, couldn't close it out. So I mean, that's how good KD was. I mean, Westbrook was good. He was he struggled those those games. Um, but still, yeah, I don't know if they win all three or all two of those back to backs without him. Yeah, cause cause LeBron himself, he he was definitely on a, on a mission. Uh, he was in top physical shape. He he still had Kyrie Irving there in 2017. I know he was gone in 2018, uh, but LeBron still had some very good shooters, a good supporting cast. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, they definitely needed each other to be able to accomplish what they wanted, which was uh, to win multiple championships. And to be honest, in 2019, they probably would have won it again if either one of those guys don't get injured, Clay and uh, KD. But yeah, that was tough. That was, that, was t- that, that was tough to watch. That was tough, man. And then, I mean, yeah, injuries just—it's crazy. Like, you know, people can use it as a, as a clutch, like a, a crutch. Like, I would say, like, well, you know what, LeBron would have more if you know these people didn't go out. But it's like, dude, it's just—it is what it is. It sucks, you know, like because you have players that like, like a LeBron who could have more than what he has if players didn't get hurt, and you have somebody like Steph who could have more. Like that year, yeah, for sure, if they go through, they get hurt. I, I would bet on them. So it's just like dude, injuries are just part of the game, and it is what it is. And that was that was tough to losing both those dudes. Yeah, I, I I just don't know like, you know, there, there's a whole lot of what ifs that go that go into basketball and stuff like that. Like I think even when the Warriors were uh, their first year with KD and they were making their run, you know, they're like, well, they didn't exactly beat the best team in the Western uh, in the West because of. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard went down in San Antonio, and during that time, that team was up like 20-something points on the Warriors. So, <coughs> excuse me, there's always that argument like, well, they didn't really beat the best team. Well, bro, that's just that's just sports. That's just how it ends up going, man. Like, then, you know, you see that, the legacy changes. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, because, I mean, one of my boys I worked with, he was, he, he was a big Steph fan. And he was like, he's killing, he's killing every year, you know. Cause, I mean, they went like a stretch of years where they were just, they were always like in the finals from like fifteen, was it, like fifteen to nineteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their their stretch, they were always going. But when I was watching, I was always saying like, dude, he's every year the Western Conference that he was facing like injured teams. Like, how many years was like Chris Paul injured when he came to the playoffs and he, he like or the Clippers weren't at full. You know, true clip when they had their best team or Houston or Houston, like there was always like some injuries. So I was always like hating on him, like, bro, man, it's because he's all he gets like a walk to the finals, <laughs> hurt. And, but it's, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, that's not his fault. He's playing who shows up, you know what I mean? And 
does the Clippers really stop them? Probably not, but I always wanted to see them get beat up a little bit more before they show up to the finals. Yeah, that that was my whole thing too, and it's funny you say that, especially with the uh, <clears throat> like that was like my main argument with LeBron. Whenever he'd get to the finals, we'd always say like it's a cakewalk. Like when he gets to the East, because I always felt like the better, more competitive teams during that stint where he was going to the finals a lot were in the West. So like even if like LeBron LeBron ended up winning the finals <clears throat> and like he made it through, well like. To me, those Western those Western Conference teams were so much more battle tested because, like, even the team you faced in the first round wasn't even a given, even if they were an eighth seed or, or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, LeBron, even though like he would play the Toronto Raptors, like, you know, Raptors had a good year, but for some reason they were cupcakes when they played LeBron. You know, so, <laughs> same thing with Atlanta, dude. Atlanta had a sixty a sixty five win team or something like that for number one seed. Could not handle uh, fucking LeBron. Yeah, but does that make it easy for him, or is it he just that good? He handles these teams. No, because I'm pretty sure that he was beating those teams in the regular season. And when it, like, looking back at the Atlantas and Torontos, I thought they were beating subpar teams. And I think most of their victories were coming on the Eastern Conference side, even though it's like split, you know, 50 50 between the two. <clears throat> that, that was just my thought. Yeah, and I, I don't – I didn't pay attention to it that much to, like, figure out who they were beating. I just knew they were good, and they always played good. But mm-hmm. even, it's just the playoffs. Even when they didn't – before they even got to the little LeBron, like, it, it just seemed like they didn't play as well. So, I mean, that's just you know, what they call LeBronto. I mean, it's just always – I don't want in Toronto. But and I, I always I always hear those. Those were always the thing. Like, well, the East is easy. The East is easy. And, I mean, you had – like you said, those two teams are really good. But then you had those those stinting years when he was with Miami where Indian, uh, Indiana was really good. The Pacers had a really good team. And then they, Chicago yeah, they, had a really good team. They did. So there wasn't like – he wasn't always just cakewalking his way through there. He – they it, those Indiana-like matchups were like good, good games. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the Indiana series was uh, – it went to a game seven anyways. Yeah, so like, it, he didn't always just cakewalk. He's just – some teams that were good fell apart, and some teams just couldn't handle him on that stage. And I no, thought I, what, that's exactly what happened in the finals this year. The Celtics were really good. They just could not handle the Warriors on that stage. No, that that, that is true. So when, when we go into legacy, I think a lot of it – a lot of it is judged – or based on how many titles you can win, especially when you reach a certain stature as, a, <coughs> excuse me, as a player, um, you know, you're expected uh, to win at a certain level. And at that point, after you win one, it's like, you know, how many chips can you win? And if you don't win a certain amount of chips, it's like, depending on who you're talking to, you're like, ah, well, you underachieved or you're a failure. Like, I, I never liked that. I, 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 kinda, I just hate that type of conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think once you 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 throw a like you're you're talking top five players of all time, top ten players of all time. You throw a few a few rings on your resume. I mean, they talk about how hard it is to go like back to back, or how hard it is to win multiples, and like you get a few under your belt. I feel like that just solidifies that you're a champion, and that is what it is. I think in certain cases, like 
Draymond Green, but I don't think he's a goat. I don't, he was just along for the ride and got lucky to be in the situation he was in. But man, I don't think he's that great. I feel like he plays his his role there really well, but his legacy to me is just uh, it's whatever. He has his rings, and that's what's gonna put him, you know, in conversation. But oh yeah, he definitely belongs in conversation. He, I don't think so. He he played in a system that he's was in there, perfect bro. for him. If you would take him out of that system or put him in there, <laughs> I don't see him being good. There's been like he's so bad. We watched him have the ball. And back to the basket, nobody's between him and the basket, but he never even looked at the basket because he knows he's trash. And he's like, oh, if I, I can't I can't miss a shot in the finals. It's, it's gonna, you know what I'm saying? So he doesn't even look. Like some of his craziest stat lines are like zero points, eleven rebounds, eleven assists, like and, and still yeah. impacts the game. That's the crazy part. But he's just not like I get you don't have to score to be impactful and I know he his leadership and like his he makes big plays from time to time. I just don't think like my man gets so excited from just like a regular layup, and he starts flexing everybody. Like how bad he is. That, but bro, that's, that's the so energy exciting. that he brings to like. If you take him out and you just put in a regular center, okay, this this regular old center may be able to get the same amount of rebounds, maybe score, you know, ten more points than Draymond. So what's it saying? He scores a grand total of fucking twelve or fourteen, like. Draymond brings so many things to the table for that team and that culture that you couldn't just put in another player and say he's more valuable or, or just as valuable as uh, Draymond. Like I don't think he was that crucial to their success. I think you take and put an average uh, person in his position, I still think they win. But here's here's why I like how it worked out the way it did because you'll never see um, a trio – win like they did with their original team that they got drafted with. So any anybody can come out and say like, well, I, I think if you took any old player, like, you know, they they probably still could have won and blah, blah, blah. But if I'm just going based off of what I've seen and what I know, I just know that they were able to win four with, with that core group when yeah, yeah. a lot of times it either gets broken up because people get money hungry or mm-hmm. someone doesn't like somebody or someone gets traded. Like – to have none of that happen, you know, it's it's crazy. That's that's why, like, you know, their legacy is cemented forever, and that's why I, I kind of liked the way it's turned out so far. Yeah, I mean, I think their trio is still behind the the Manu, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan trio because I think them three were more impactful as a trio than the other trio. I think it was a dynamic duo, and then their little sidekick that would kick people in the nuts. On the Guys, he he just doesn't like Draymond, so we're just gonna go ahead and. What's the like? The dude's a hack, okay? Like all those, how many? There was like a playoff stand where he was, he was kicking so many people in the nuts that like, I remember watching it with Jessica. She goes, like, "Is that the dude that just be kicking people?" And she doesn't watch basketball. She's seen highlights of him just kicking people, doing nonsense, like just she being must a bias highlight. Just like a, just being a nuisance, and like if that's what his energy is, like he wants to get under people's skin. Cool, he got under my skin. I don't like him, bro. What did what did Dennis Robin was looking that same light like you know, at the height of his powers, bro? Yeah, but Dennis Robin was better. Dennis Robin would have would would have put shame. You put Dennis Robin on that team, they they went in and I didn't get KD in there win. Dude, Dennis Robin was not facilitating an offense like that, bro. I'm sorry. Dennis Robin was a problem. He would have he would have made. It. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like Draymond. Okay, I have nothing good to say about this dude. 
and uh, you know, say, hey, if he wants to get me on his podcast, we can talk about it, and maybe I'll be a fan afterwards. But there was a, at this point in the playoffs, he had 15 fouls and less than 15 points. Hey. What's that tell you? Enforcer, bro. Enforcer. Enforcer. That's his legacy. That's his legacy. Know your role, people. Okay. So we'll get. I'm not going to say that. So we'll move on to more people. I don't have anything good to say. With this playoff run and legacy, you have KD's legacy takes a hit, a big hit, because the Warriors went without him. No matter what you try to say. So they didn't need him as much. Again, like we said, I don't think they went both without him because he was huge for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But he loses in the first round. And swept, too. In the worst way possible, yeah. It's okay. His legacy's tarnished. Okay, he has those two. Finals MVPs, those two back to backs, cool. But then he wanted to go what leave and do it on his own. Then he tried to like recruit all these players and like chemistry wise, it didn't work out. Whatever the issue was, you know, Kyrie not playing as much, and James Harden, <laughs> bum. Now, how does he handle like the off season? Demands a trade. Like, yeah, it's uh, like... that, that's such a such a weird situation, like. So I understand why he left in the first place. Like, and no matter what anybody says, uh, I know, like, no matter how many times you say, like, oh, like, certain, like, you know, people talk and talk, like, you know, it doesn't really bother me. But I, I think hearing other people say, like, Kevin's not going to be embraced like Steph is in Golden State because Steph's the OG here. Like, this is mm-hmm. his team. And, you know, that it's rightfully so. I mean, it makes sense. But – <laughs> excuse me, KD wanted to to get away and do his own thing. And I think it definitely makes it worse because, you know, he wanted to play with Kyrie. They basically recruited James Harden to go there too. They they had a pretty big say in who they wanted to be on the team. They picked Steve Nash to be the coach, even though I don't really like – I didn't really like that because I didn't think Steve Nash had any type of coaching experience at all. He was an assistant on Golden State's bench. Um, I didn't think his first head coaching job should have been to handle two, three superstars like that. Um, and then just, yeah, just the way it ended. You know, getting bounced out the playoffs twice, you get swept in your last year, and then you start to request a trade. But I, I understand why he did it, but it just makes it look worse because of, you know, the power that you had leading up mm-hmm. to this point. Yeah, and, and I think – like if his like request trade or like philosophy I go back to the Steve Nash thing before I, I move on to that, but I think what I heard was philosophy didn't match up. You got Steve Nash who was like he was also like a scorer, but he was a true point guard. He was a good facilitator. And that's how he wanted their offense to run. And I think some people did. I heard James Harden wasn't a fan of that and that's why he got he ended up getting traded at the end there. But yeah, they pretty much made their team how they wanted to. They had a lot of a lot of players that were to kind of past their prime, like, I mean, you, bigger names that at glance looks like it's a crazy roster they put together, but they're just not what they used to be. Uh, so they weren't as impactful as, like, at first glance I expected them to be. Either way, you got these comparisons of KD and LeBron. Okay, LeBron played with Kyrie and won. Or played with Kyrie and won. LeBron and Kyrie. KD couldn't win with them. Uh, LeBron finished out all his contracts, and then when he would change, we would, he'd go from team to team. He never re- 
requested a trade and was like, I, I want to be traded. I'm not playing anymore. Like, he never did anything like that. He never, like, when he left Cleveland to go to Miami, he didn't. He did it because they weren't doing anything in Cleveland for him. They weren't building anything for him. Like, he didn't have any help. They weren't getting him help. Nobody wanted to go to Cleveland at the time. Like, ask Noah, who, who wants to go to Cleveland, right? So, yeah, the he great joke Miami, Noah said that. The trash Noah, but so he goes and to Miami where he can recruit people that would want to play there to beat the team that was beating him in Boston. He didn't go to Boston. I was like, all right, well, I can't beat you guys. I'm a, I'll play with you guys. That's what KD did with the Warriors. I can't beat you. I'm going to join you. Soft move. So, like, they're not they're not built the same. It's, oh, well, they, they built the team. It's not the same. Yeah. He the... go to Boston. He went <clears throat> to play with people to beat the team that was beating him. Yeah, de- destination um... – destination as far as uh, the outcome was the same but like the journey or the justification is is a little bit different you know the the scenarios are different i should say yeah and then lebron everywhere lebron went he was he brought success he went to miami won won the ring he went back to cleveland won him a championship he went to la won him a championship kd didn't do anything for okc I'd say I wouldn't say he won the Warriors, but he helped the Warriors win. Then he goes to Brooklyn, doesn't do anything to help them. Now requesting a trade. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it it's tough. I mean, when when LeBron, if when when we stick to talking about legacy, you know, LeBron did everything he could. You know, his third fourth year in the league takes a bum ass Cleveland team, drags them to the finals. <laughs> Um, and I know they get swept by the Spurs, but the Spurs, like that, that whole team had three, four Hall of Famers on there. They had already won uh, three titles before that. So when I when I hear the argument, <clears throat> you know, and I and I was that guy like back back then when he made the decision uh, to go to Miami, but he understood that once you reached a certain status as a player, that the talk was, well, how many rings does he get, or does he have? And like you can be like the prideful, high and mighty, like I'm, I'm gonna stick it out here, and if I don't win a ring, I don't win a ring. Okay, well, what's more important to you? Like, what what seems more valuable or makes more sense to <coughs> excuse me to leave your current situation to possibly get you a ring and and elevate your status, or stay with the same team, never win a ring, and does it really elevate you that? much as far as the hierarchy of uh of players like that doesn't sound right to me like it it sounds like you just you stuck with your pride and you you cared more about being faithful than actually one fulfilling your needs as far as being a champion and then in the back of your mind knowing that this is what you're judged off of so you do have to to a certain degree care about what people think yeah, well, also what I think when people stick around like that is they're like they're chasing that money too because like obviously you can get those super maxes that people are getting now to stay with their current team. Yeah, and it's like so it's like all right, well now like am I going to turn down some of that money to go chase a, a more legacy or do, or do I care about that legacy? I'm just trying to get as much money as I can, still ball out and be one of the best. Like look, like perfect example that I can think of that we've always talked about is Damian Lillard. Like he stayed. And for what? He just signed another extension. 
Yeah, like what in what like nobody he literally posted a picture of KD and KD was like, I'm not going to Portland. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean there's just certain markets that they're just not and it doesn't and, it doesn't attract certain players. It's like dude, it's like okay, like you okay, cool, you've been faithful, but <clears throat> again, like you didn't ring a, a ring, so when people start talking about top point guards, I think he he is a top point guard, but he doesn't have the accolades. Back then, he's had great games, great playoff runs, but he just hasn't had enough to beat the teams that are around him. Now, if yeah. he, like, leaves and goes to another team, and I'm not saying go to the top contending team, like, of course I'd love to see him play with LeBron in, in L.A. Like, if we, could, if we could trade Westbrook for him straight up, that's a terrible trade, but, like, I would love to see him play with LeBron just because he's so good. But I'm not even saying, don't you, you don't have to go play with the superstar. If you go somewhere with a few – like some younger talent, somebody some real like a, a decent team that has way more help, maybe another star to help you. Like you you have a better but there's the way the league is set up right now, there's not a team is gonna beat some of these teams without multiple multiple like stars or multiple like younger players that are gonna be stars. Yeah, you need you need at least like a couple superstars or like a superstar and like a uh, with like the Grizzlies, who had John Moran, and then a team full of people that played their role very well and just had really a really good season. Do they do that again? Probably not. Yeah, and and those are rare. Like to even see them advance like that far into the playoffs, you don't see that a lot. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you just said he signed another extension. So who knows when he's going to leave there? Who's going to get the help? But he's just riding his career out there, and I mean that's. That's gonna be tough to see because I'd yeah. like to see him get some hardware for sure. I, I I would love to see him win. He just came out and said like, um, you know, staying staying loyal to my team and the fan pa- fan base is more important to him than uh, chasing a ring by by jumping ship to another team. And if that and if that's his justification, like I'm cool with that. That's fine. But that doesn't make me value him more. If he stays with the same team and becomes ringless, as opposed to what KD or LeBron did, that even though the scenarios were different, they left their current situation to make a better situation to eventually get a ring. Like, I, you did what you had, <clears throat> you did what you had to do to accomplish your goals. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not faulting that. Like, yeah, one is viewed in a more you know, negative light than the other, but it, it is what it is. It yielded the same results. Yeah, and he's getting paid a hell of money to stay. And I said that that's if he's cool with just not winning a ring and just being a, a dude that you know balls out and gets paid, then like cool, that's what he wants to do. Then cool, but yeah, some people I guess some people don't care. I mean, there was I mean, didn't Carmelo say at some point that he regretted some of his contract extensions that he just chased the money instead of like going to where he could actually win? Mm-hmm. And, and he had opportunities. Yeah, I mean, when him and Iverson played together, I for sure thought that was going to be it. But that didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah, man. It's just as as far as your your impact and legacy when it comes to any type of major sports, it's. You know the numbers. The numbers are big, um, but after you've played well for so long, it's it's definitely you know how many trophies can you hoist, how many rings can you accumulate, you know that type of stuff. How how you did it is big, um, so all that's get gets taken into consideration. Mm-hmm.
You're just gonna end up on that list of best NBA players without a ring. You just want to you're gonna ride it out in a market nobody wants to be at. Yeah, no one wants to be that guy, but you know, a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, there's some some very good players on that list. I mean, you still got Chris Paul on that list. Yeah, you Chris got, Paul about to be on that list. You got Allen Iverson's on that list. Like, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, like. A lot of these guys are on that list, and they do like be, because they don't have a ring. Like they do get lost in conversation sometimes, unless unless you talk about something specific, like best point guards. Like John Stockton's always gonna be brought up, but when you talk about overall players, like one of the best players of all time and stuff like that, like John Stockton could get left out of the conversation or swept under the rug at times because he doesn't have a ring. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and I know that we talk like individual players, or they say like the ring is like a team stat, but it's just it's something that always gets brought up, like no matter what. Oh, oh for when sure. Talk about greatest players, like it's hard to like any player you think of has rings, and then the few that don't. Like, if you think of like best guards, like I really liked Iverson. I think he, like you're putting a a best team together, like the team's not going to be terrible if he's your guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's True. he was really good. It's just it's just he him and whatever was surrounded with him just they weren't enough. No, I mean, he stayed in Philly. I think once he finally left Philly, he wasn't who he he used to be. So when he went to the Nuggets, he, he still I mean, he was good, but he wasn't you know that two thousand one Iverson. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was that was a great year. It was different, but we all knew late Lakers had way too much for Allen Iverson to handle by himself. He gave it his best shot. <laughs> he, gave, he gave it his best shot. This, this wasn't quite enough. I, I definitely, you know me, like Allen Iverson's like top three for me. So, but uh, if we're looking at off-season acquisitions or possible moves, I don't really pay too much attention to the draft. I mean, I know who got drafted. You know, Chet Holmgren is, is the big one. I'm kind of interested to see mm-hmm. how he pans out. Yeah, you know what? Like, I I liked when I started seeing his highlights in high school. I started following him on Instagram. He seemed like a cool guy, a yeah. cool kid. And I was like, you know, I was interested in how he was gonna play. He's a fun guy. Got to get to know him a little more. Uh, but he uh, what made me mad? I don't know how true it is because they're just leaks. <clears> but from two K twenty three, somebody said he's already rated a ninety. What? Like, like y'all gotta relax, man. Like he hasn't played against this comp yet. And what made me mad is they had, like, DeRozan is an 88, Levine's an 86. Like, he's better than all these dudes who have proven themselves already. Like, come on. Man. Dude, like, DeRozan got to be at least a 90 after the season he had, bro. Like, come on, man. 88? Like they're, being, they're being tough on, like, players who are already in. Like, the, like 2K, I feel like, more recently has been, like, killing people in their ratings. Like, definitely mm-hmm. being super strict. And then they bring – like, and I don't know if it's true, like I said, it's leaks, but if he's really coming out as a rookie being rated 90, like, bro, you got you to chill. Yeah, I get that he has like a stature and a gameplay that could train, like be really good. He could come in and be a super good like player and impact. But even play. KD wasn't even rated that high in two yeah. K when he got out. Yeah, dude, you gotta earn that ninety. Again, it could be false, but I don't think a rookie without playing should be even high eighties yet. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah, play I, games. When you come in the league, like you should like by default, if you're that guy, you should automatically be an eighty. So that way it leaves you some type of room for improvement. 
Yeah, yeah, dude, that's tough. So maybe it's not. And then, like, so he's, like, the only real rookie I know. I think there was some dude that came from overseas that's supposed to be really good. I I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's supposed to be, like, super good. He looks – I've seen a couple highlights. He looks pretty good. Uh, But rookie-wise, that's that's only, like, two I really, like, pay attention to. Off-season moves, who knows what's going to happen. There's rumors every day of – these players going here, like the Lakers are involved, like every player that's out there right now. Like, I mean, who knows what's true or not? I seen this post, and they said LeBron not like is not gonna sign an extension if they don't land Kyrie. And then somebody posted, I was like, and they're calling KD soft. I was like, did he really even say this? Like, this is some random post saying LeBron said like, who who said that he said this? Crazy. Yeah, I I think uh, you mentioned that the other day, or some someone did. I I kind of laughed at that a little bit, but that was so it's like, yeah, like who knows who's gonna land where? And this, every off season, there's always these big names and big moves that are expected that always uh-huh. fall through. Nothing ever happens like you expect it. Um, so who yeah. knows? <clears throat> like as much as I want, dude. And and the thing is, is before this this past season, like I love Russell Westbrook, man, but. Russ just, I mean, he stunk up the joint. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, he had some, he had, he had a tough season. So that's, he's and, one and, that's like, I I mean, if we go back to our episodes, I was like, no, nah, he's going to turn around. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Midway the season, I'm like, no, nah, he's going to get it together. And he just never. No, and he never did. Uh, and, and the argument will always be like, well, dude, they only played, um, like, I think, like, maybe 20 something games together when all three of them were on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't a winning record. Like it's a different conversation. Like, okay. The Lakers had a losing record. They were like 33 and 33 and 40 or 39 or something like that. And, um, you know, they obviously missed the playoffs, but it's different. Like if they would have had that losing record, but then the record showed like, Oh, when all three of them were on the floor, like they went like ten and three. It's just uh, you know, they couldn't stay healthy and blah 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 blah. But no, it just it didn't look good even when they were all together. It just just didn't look good at all. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm just hoping like they land Kyrie, bro. Like I that'd be, I, I, that'd be dope. I it, think Kyrie's mature now. I feel like you know he's he's had those like podcast episodes that he's been featured on where he talks about being more mature and like wishing he was more mature when he was with LeBron the first time. Cause he's like, we probably could have won more. I just, mm-hmm. I was immature and I thought I could do it on my own. And like, so he's, he's like admitted these things. So it's like, maybe like, you know, and he was saying like, like when everybody was like saying that they were beefing when he was in Boston, like on that podcast, he said that like when he was struggling, he called LeBron, LeBron flew out to see him. And like, they just like no media, nothing. They just showed, he just showed up at dinner with them and like, they had a talk and they just, he, he just was trying to help him out. So that's the type mm-hmm. of stuff that like the media is still saying like, Oh, they didn't like each other. It's like, you know, they laugh because like, no, like we legit just knew, they... together. Like I'm, I'm trying to help this young guy, like be the leader mm-hmm. he's trying to be. So it's like, I think the relationship is good enough where if he can he came back, it would be good. Um, I know there's like, there's been so many players that's like rumored to be going there. Like I have heard something about Mo Bamba and Buddy Heald going <laughs> I've heard like Bobo going, like all these like random players. Like I want to go play for the Lakers. And it's like, well, like, you want to play, but do they want you to play? Like it was... yeah, they don't want you there, bro. Don't worry. 
They'll call you. Don't call them. <laughs> like that's just like I just see all these, and I just don't get I don't get hopes up until like something re- like really happens because there's always like Buddy Hill supposed to come before and didn't come because they went with the West. They went Westbrook. Right? Mm-hmm. We went with after Fred seeing Westbrook. what Westbrook did this season. Like who wants that dude on their team right now? And I feel bad for him too because like he's not you know, bad. He's had no, a bad and... year, I think. You know, a lot of the people that were already hating on him before, like, see, this is why he was just a stat patter and blah, blah. Like, bro, like, to say he's just a stat patter, like, it's just, I don't think any player goes in there and just says, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just here because I want to get my 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, blah, blah. Like, he clearly plays harder than anybody else on the floor. Like, to, so to say that, it's just, it's just an asinine statement. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think he's... He's completely written off yet. I think maybe, like I know, and they said like I don't know how true. Like the media is always trying to like come up with a story, but it said they were at like LeBron and him were at a summer league, or some other like a, a Drew League game, AU game, or summer league. They didn't interact at all, and they didn't. Yeah, and that's like, is that true? Like, like who knows? Like the cameras are like are off if they're like saying what's up, and then like <clears throat> they're focused on the game. They don't talk to each other. It's like who knows what the relationships really like. And if it's not good, then, then then it's just not good. Yeah, then it's not good. But they're professionals, and they they'll be able to handle it. Or, or the GM is going to make something happen. Who knows? But we'll see, man. I think I think they're I think for the off season, I think Lakers are like the biggest. I have like the biggest target. Like, what are they going to do? With Westbrook, that's like the biggest thing. The KD Kyrie situation, like that'll get figured out. Somebody will figure that out. Somebody will take. There'll be a trade. I don't know. Money wise, what teams can take them? I, I don't know. I've heard talks of, you know, <clears throat> KD and Kyrie still want to play together, so they want to get traded as a package. Then I've heard like talks of like KD wanting to go to the Suns or Miami. Like cool. So you want to go to. The best teams in each coast, like each. Hell like, yeah, bummed, bro! Dude. You're just go a get him, KD. You know, so let's it's go. Like, oh, I, like, he went to Portland. I'd respect it more. Like, go play with Damian Lillard. Make something happen. Cool. He's like, who's the who's the top seeds in the East and the West? I'd go play for either one of those teams. Like, golly, bro! Like, yeah, man, the good they needed soft. help, bro. Charmin's off, man. They they lost. They lost. Yeah, they, they lost, but it's still it's still one of the top they teams were the, not trying to go make a contending in team. In the regular season, bro. So LeBron went short. to Miami. They weren't the top seed. Went back to Cleveland. They weren't <sighs> the top seed. Went to L.A. They weren't the top seed. Yeah, like, but he, was he, recru- he went he was, to struggling teams and making them better. He was recruiting, though. Yeah, that's, that's okay. He's, Man, he's is he a player or is he a Let- GM, bro? Hey, he changed the game. He put the power in the players' hands like it should be, okay? Power to it the players, be. bro. This ain't GameStop. Dude, the power should be in the players' hands. They're risking their bodies every night to go out there and play. They should have power. It shouldn't be you just sit and play for a team until they decide to trade you like he used to be. Like, you should have say in where you go and what you do. That makes sense. You're the player. You're the one people are paying to see. You're the one people care about. The front office don't care about you. You shouldn't care about them. That's why mm-hmm. the English shouldn't have loyalty to them. Like they're happy he's staying because he's their draw. People go to Portland games to see Daniel Lillard pop off. Yeah, absolutely. And at <clears throat> at the end of the day, like 
as much as Dame probably still wants to win a chip, the fact that he comes on and says, yeah, I'll, I'll stay and sign an extension. All the fans are just like, yes, like we're going to be able to go to all these Portland games and watch Dame. And the owner is just like, hell yeah, I know. I know we're going to get paid no matter what. These people are going to come and watch Dame. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I think, I think next year is going to be every year that they don't, um, like, you know, say LeBron doesn't win. Everybody expects like some moves to happen around him just because like the the uh, power he holds. Well, his and, window's closing too, man. Like yeah, and it's like he's he's he's, de- he's up there in age. He's not, you know, the guy he was. He's not that guy. You know, and and yeah, okay, cool. He's, he's old, but he's not that guy. I think uh, I think he's still you know kind of that guy. You think he's like half that guy? I'd say maybe like seventy-five percent, eighty percent of that guy. Like seven eighths of that guy. Uh, he's still pretty much that guy. I mean, I mean, what I mean, <clears throat> what he do this season? I mean, yeah, he popped off for a couple fifty-point games. Yeah, you know, he was almost average. He averaged like thirty points. He's still that guy. It's just, you know, he's. I think he's at that point where he's fine with taking a back seat. So now you have AD working with lethal shooter. So he's oh, he's gonna come back ready to get buckets. Westbrook should be working with lethal shooter. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, and if Westbrook would just take take his time, I think to like be like, all right, I'll put my pride aside and how I used to play and play with how you guys need me to play. He'd it'd be fine. I think if he was just more in control and just play yeah. like a facilitator, it'd be completely different. If he slowed his game up, if he would just like take most of his energy <clears throat> on the defensive end and then slow his offense down. I think that would be that would be big for him. Yeah, because he goes a thousand miles per hour to the rim. Like, bro, you're not dumping it off to fucking bums, okay? And you know, with you playing in LA, you're looked through a like through a mi- microscope, bro. Like, it's just yeah. different. That's why the criticism hits different yeah. as opposed to you being in OKC or Washington. Yeah, and that's like the biggest knock of playing with LeBron is like you're under a microscope for everything that you do. You know, so it's like that's like the big like playing in LA, big stage. You got the celebrities mm-hmm. there. Like it's the Lakers. Like they're a big dynasty. Like they want you go there, and you have to succeed. And then now you're playing with LeBron. Like that's one of the like. I mean, how many players have that played with LeBron? So that's like everything you do when you play with him. Like, he makes the game easy, but off the court, it's like you it is harder because you, your game is being analyzed so much more critically. Absolutely. But I am excited for like this next year coming up because you know like you know, Golden Golden State's obviously they're going to be looking to repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, so some teams have gotten a little bit better. Rudy Gobert went to the Timberwolves, but and they got a nice young core. So I'm kind of excited to see what they'll do. Uh, Jamal John Murray's going to play again. Back. John Morant going to be playing again. Yep. Yeah, and then Denver will have their. <clears> Denver will have their. They have one of their main pieces back, so that'll be nice. So. uh yeah, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Um, that's probably about it as far as like what we're going into with basketball. Um, I'll be honest, man. My, <laughs> I've been trying to contain myself as far as this cough and the sickness goes, and uh, I really don't know how much more my <laughs> my throat could take. Yeah, man, we can wrap it up. So, um, anything else you wanted to touch on, bro? I think the next episode I wanted to 
to get Caleb in here for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think we got some some good ones on the way. And Caleb, mm-hmm. you know, hit up Miguel and see if we can work for him. I mean, we got we can do life updates at any point in time. Um, if we weren't slacking as much, I know like June was like men's and mental health awareness month. I want to do an episode on that, but we kind of missed that window. Um, but yeah. we got we got we got a list of, of things on deck that you know we have no problem filling out the rest <laughs> of the year. So I think it's gonna be we'll have some good stuff on the way. Yeah, uh, hope, hopefully to cap off the end of July going into August should be good. Start pumping out some more episodes. It's just apologize. There's been some stuff going on. I'm still trying to get over a sickness. Um, so we'll do the best we can to kind of keep you guys updated when we do get a new episode out. Uh, but I would say look forward to us bringing our boy Caleb Caleb onto the next episode. Talk about his business and, and nutrition and all that stuff. So it should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I ain't got nothing else, man. I'm good. All right, cool. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Please give us a uh, give us a listen on the No Script Podcast. We do have an Instagram, uh, obviously Spotify, and a TikTok. So uh, just give us a follow, share if you can. And this has been a No Script Podcast. We out.